Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I'm your host, IPK. We've got a packed show today and I have happy campers with me today. Mind you are off the mark. So AY is excited on this and obviously Ulashegun. They, they've been winning for fun. We're going to be talking about it. Um, a young man called Jan Sommer made 19 saves in, in Bundesliga against Bayern. I think it's a Bundesliga record. We'll touch on that. We have a lot of matches to talk about, even even that. The European draws happened. King Benzema once again, King of Europe. Uh, not once again, him being King of Europe. We're going to be touching on it. Of course, the European draws are out. There's some a lot of exciting teams, a lot of exciting players coming back to their other teams, you know, their former teams. And we'll be rounding up with what happened today at the Belgian Grand Prix. So let me start with you, Ay. Ay, what's up? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, it's been a been a wonderful weekend. You know, lots to talk about: uh, Champions League draws, Europa draws, all the leagues, Formula One. Uh, KD, I decided to stay. You know, lots of things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, Olisa. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Feeling good, feeling good. What happened? Right. Lot going on. Alright, okay. Um, Olua, Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> Another W. You know how we do on this side. So, <laughs> some lights, some lights. It was it wasn't as easy as the black ball. It makes it even even sweeter. So, an enjoyable weekend for me. Oh, okay, okay. So, last I can please run through. The league. Yeah, so uh another weekend of, of Premier League football. Um just just gone by. Um yeah, like I mentioned, Arsenal played against Fulham at home, hosted hosted Fulham. Uh we won two, Arsenal won two one uh, after going down uh to Gabriel mistake. Uh Mitrovic uh slot said they passed um well, what's his name? Uh my man Ramsdale. Ramsdale. And uh we, we, it was a, it was a great fight back. We scored 64th and 86th minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah, that was that was you know we'll, we'll touch on that, but it was good character shown um, in that game. Uh, there was there was some other games. Uh, Chelsea beat Leicester um, two one at home. Um, that was a good good result for them um, against the struggling Leicester side. But I guess like the the main the big ones. Oh well, Southampton also lost to Manchester or rather Manchester United beat Southampton. Bruno Fernandez goal. But the the big game, no, it wasn't a big game, but like the big results was obviously Liverpool beating Bournemouth nine nil. And I think that's the well that's the record. I, I think there's been three other nine nils. Uh, in the league uh, since it started, but it hasn't yeah. gone gone past that. But yeah, they, they beat them nine 0 and you know, Bournemouth don't look like they are. I mean, I think they lost Arsenal three 0 They lost to um, City four 0 So I mean, if there's any uh, if, there's, if there's any team to earmark as going down um, for relegation, I think it's definitely Bournemouth. They don't look like they have a clue uh, this season, but. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool are great there. And Man City beat Crystal Palace 4-2 after going down 2-0 um, in, 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 in early proceedings. And then they, they came back, Haaland, Hattrick. A very good win for them. Controversial because uh, uh, Crystal Palace scored the third goal and it was chalked off and it was like, yeah. why? Because like uh, Edison rolled it to the feet of somebody and then they mm-hmm. called a foul and it was like, why is that a foul? But yeah, that was, and then also there was the Haaland thing where he kicked like 
an opponent's head, his his ball was real high. Could have been a red card. Mm. Didn't give that. So you know, there's 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 something to be said about. Or I, I think there's something to be said about you know the the decisions that go City's way. But I think it goes down <laughs> under the radar a little bit, a little bit. But I mean, they they at the end the quality itself, their football showed through, and you know they were able to to come back to win that game for two. So yeah, that was just uh, a quick overview of results. Obviously, um, the, well the last game, not obviously, but Tottenham played against Nottingham Forest. Uh, they won two 0 Hurricane Brace. Um, there was this thing about him not scoring in in August. I think he has. I think he has like three, four goals in August this year, this this year already. So he's he's up, up and running. And yeah, that's that's just been what's happened. Obviously, you mentioned the Bayern uh Manchin Gladbach results, one one for them. They are not steamrolling as they would like. Uh well, they, they have been the past couple of games, well not this game. And yeah, that's that's just been it. I think there was a, a couple of other games in La Liga and Syria, but we'll, we'll touch on that if we go into that section. I mentioned one thing on the Edison, the Edison, uh, the goal that was just allowed. Yeah, it's it's right. something I've paid for a long time, and it's I think ever since like they they made the you know the rules on how you can interact with goalkeepers more stringent, where keepers can do stuff like this, like come out for balls that they have no chance for, miss it, and then you know like they get the foul called for them, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Ever since the rule became more stringent, that um, if they have the ball between their hand and like the second surface, which in this situation, I don't even know what that second surface is, because it's not the ground or something. You get what I mean? He rolled like, it out. He rolled yeah, it. He rolls it out. He actually rolls it out. So if he's going to be disallowed, it has to be that the keeper, like the other players, come between him and the second surface to get the ball. It's not even that. It's not even that in this situation. They just disallow the ball because they want to protect the goal for no reason. So it's something that's always annoyed me. And I know that you know. Sometimes it can actually become too rough where the goalkeeper is being manhandled. It can lead to targeting so on. I just think that stuff like this, who wants this? Who does, like who does the, it was under, there was no contest. It wasn't like it's a, it's a set piece and then he's been impeded. That, I think that's a little bit different and there's, yeah. there's something to be said about that. But like the ball has left his hand and the guy is just standing in front of him and he rolls it onto his feet. I mean, it's not anything different from uh, Karius against Benzema. Where Kairos rolls yeah. it and then Benzema cuts it out and then he scores. So it's like if that's allowed, why wasn't this one allowed? Uh but yeah. well, well I think I think quality of I think we we discussed that in one of our early episodes. Quality of the Premier League referee officiating mm-hmm. is absolutely shambolic. And VA does not even help it. They you know, yeah. they just continue to be inept to handle the best league in the world in quotes. I don't even think there was a debate on it, like on from the pundit side or anything. Because like that should be the talking points. Because if 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 it's three 0 I mean we saw them come back from three 0 last week against Newcastle. Yeah. But I mean three one, three one, three one, or three one rather. But like if it's three three nil, like it's a much different game. So Crystal Palace should be very annoyed about that because that could have been very different result than than where it ended up being. All right. Okay, so, um, okay, since we are already in the Man City game, Haaland scores a hat-trick, 16 touches today, 19-minute hat-trick. He showed the full spectrum of the kind of goals he can score and also how alert he is. So, he really doesn't touch the ball too much because City don't just launch the ball to their striker, you know. They allow, they pass, 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 and then, bam, Haaland scores a hat-trick, tapping, header, and then he holds up the player and he uses his power and pace and hits an absolute rocket. And almost breaks back in Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and almost does that. So, Ay, 
Haaland, Haaland from Man City so far? Like I like I said uh, earlier this season, when we were talking about when we were talking about the squads, I said Alan was a is a goodbye. There, there's no there's no way there's no other way to look at it. I mean, if you if you compare Alan to say Mbappe, I think Alan has taken a huge step in that in that uh, in that duo between the two of them. I don't think so. Fantastic striker. So. Oh, you think you think. Mbappe is better off in PSG than Alan is in Mast. Yeah, Mbappe gives you different solutions as a player, as 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 a coach. Mbappe can play from wide, he can play from as a centre forward, and he's just won a small matter of the World Cup, and he has gone to a Champions League final. So, I think Mbappe, right now, is, not, Mbappe is not improving his CV in PSG unless they win the Champions League. He's not improving as a player. He's not improving as a player in PSG. In PSG, Alan now working with Pep is going to improve as a player. So, I mean, you, you get where I'm going. Anyway, goal machine, hat trick. You know, first hat trick in England. You know, great game for him. He probably should have been sent off on another day, but uh, I guess that didn't happen. So, good one. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Um. Last Arsenal. I think um, in the first half. Yeah, go sorry. For. I think in the first half, you guys were. Let me use the word complacent. Oh, we're going to win them. We're going to win them. You, you guys wanted to actually walk the ball into the net at times, but you, you know, at halftime when you hadn't scored, you know, this guy just changed his tactics slightly. And one thing that, like, I think I said maybe in one of the episodes, prior episodes, was that how Mitrovic has improved his game in terms of his ability to drift from the wide, either wide left or wide right, especially for aerial, aerial duels. That's one. And then his work rate has improved tremendously. And of course, that's how he caught Gabriel out. Poor pass from Saka to Gabriel, but Arsenal changed it. Ateta changes it. He removes. Um, Tierney, Tierney for Nketiah, um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think Saka had a poor game. I think he had a stinker. You know, I think so. And then the game changes and they win eventually with Gabriel, ironically winning the game for Arsenal. So do you do you, do you prefer just a comfortable win or this kind of win? Yeah, no. I mean, like I think uh, Arsenal, like the 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 first three games for us have been like obviously not not easy but we've we've been in front we've we've gone in front like the all, all those three games so we haven't really seen how we react under those kind of circumstances so Crystal Palace we scored first we we were under the coach well for for a little bit the the 15 minutes of the the first half and probably like what 20 30 minutes of, of the second half so like uh the middle of the game um leicester was the second game we played was it leicester i can't remember but one of these games leicester. And, leicester. yeah leicester leicester and then bournemouth obviously bournemouth was a relatively simple game so we've we've been like in situations whereby it, it we're, we're in the lead so we haven't really seen um how we've come back to react from from going to go down and it was good to see this kind of results because I think in the whole of last season, after going to go down, we didn't win any game except for, if I remember correctly, the Wolves game. And I think that's that, that's the game that Pepe scored, I think one of his last goals for Arsenal 
for he has been loaned out. So yeah, we haven't really seen how like we react to this second, uh, those, those kind of situations, and it was good to see that reaction because it was a reaction in terms of Odegaard really grabbed the game by the scruff of his neck. He was he was pushing the team forward. He was making things happen. Obviously, he scored. He, well, he made the goal. It was his goal, I think, because it was already on target. But it was a deflected goal um, that came from his shots. Um, he was he was orchestrating things when Niketa came on. Niketa brought energy. Um, he was running things. That you're right. I think Saka was poor. I think Martinelli was poor. His crossing was poor. Jesus was a bit anonymous um, in the in the game at least in the second half. But really, Odegaard was was the one that was like making things happen, and yeah, we've we've like now it's good to see. Okay, this is what the team can do in this kind of in this kind of like circumstances, and that's that's encouraging, I think, because prior to this season or yeah, if last season or seasons before, I don't think you can say that about an Arsenal team in terms of like react reacting to to difficult situations. We just crumble, and this game it was evident that okay. We are not going to crumble, and we 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 managed to pull it back. So I'm really proud of them. Because you brought up the thing about us going behind, I was actually looking up the stat before you even said, and this is unbelievable. Guess how many? I mean, you've already said we've had one win, but yeah, that's four points from games that went behind. So 15 deficits. That's tied with Norwich last in the league. <laughs> That's yeah, insane. yeah, yeah. It's it was a wild start. I, I know because I know like we actually only won against Wolves, and maybe I think we yeah. drew a couple, but I know yeah, drew one, but yeah. only one win is is crazy. Oh okay, all right, okay. Um, um, Ay, back to you, man. You you guys are up and running. The win against Liverpool played well. Um, on Monday we didn't we didn't talk about that match, and then against Southampton, you guys won again. And of course, the two key things about the game is doing what uh, Varane is back in the side, uh, Ronaldo is out of the side, and uh, Ronaldo and um, Harry Maguire is out of the side. And of course, the whole of the English media is like, oh, sh- sh- yeah, yikes, yikes, we need make it in time for the World Cup finals and stuff like that. So, mind you, why? Uh, well, I mean, the game against Liverpool was uh. The performance was the perfect response for you know because everyone has on on their back. Uh, I think Tenag did the right thing because it's I mean it's my guy should have been benched a long time ago. You know, <laughs> you know I mean? he's been he's been poor for I mean for a while. And sure, sure, my these are the kind of players I get. You know, the manager sacked because. They don't. They don't give their all. They don't. They're not very. The, the body language is just all over the place. When you see someone like uh, Malaysia, and you can see that this kid is hungry, right? This kid wants to impress. This kid is happy to be in the EPL. He's happy to mm. play for the biggest team in the world. He wants to play. When you see people like Shaw, they just. It's like okay, I'm getting paid. Let me just play. That's the kind of attitude they give you. So it's 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 nice to see a manager that is you know, confident enough to say, look, I'm going to bench Maguire. Sure. Uh, in Ronaldo's case, I think there are a couple of factors that are probably you know the reason why he's on the bench. Uh, first things first, I think he missed most of preseason, so he's not really fit. Um, second of all, I think he wants to leave United, so you know probably don't want him to. You know, be a part of your team moving forward, especially when he wants to leave. So, what's the point? So, 
And the third is, I think he himself doesn't really want to play, right? He doesn't want to get injured, so he doesn't, you know, miss on his transfer. So it's one reason why I feel United are going all the way to get Anthony, so that they can move Rashford to to the number nine position and have Anthony play from the left. But I mean, Anthony should be a United player at the end of you know the week. I will see what happens with Ronaldo. We have, I mean, the window is going to shut on on the first, right? So by then we'll know we'll know who we have uh, on, on the team. But we're talking about the performances now against Southampton. That was also well, not as electrifying as the Liverpool game, but still impressive nonetheless. And we got the goal we needed. I mean, right now we'll take any sort of victory. So good, uh, good start for. Then hard, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Okay, okay. Um, um, Olisa, what's up? I'm good, good, good. Okay, all right, all right. Chelsea. Mm. Go down Actually, ten. Go down to ten men, and um, I don't know. I really don't know what that that young man is doing. He just he looks it looks like Chelsea is bigger than him. Um, to to be fair, the English midfielder. His name is skipping my mind. I got it right. Yeah, it looks like the Chelsea. Chelsea is bigger than him for now. He's not ready to be a Chelsea player. Not now. He should be an Everton, Crystal Palace, that kind of level player. Because he just he continues to struggle, continues to struggle. Because at that top end of the of of leagues, especially in the top five leagues, yeah, it's it's not just about energy, energy to burn and you know. He has the work yeah. rate and stuff like that. You know, he has to come with guile and intelligence. You know, one of the goals that um, um, Liverpool scored, um, that was Luis Diaz, that was the first goal, was was just a bit of guile from Robert Firmino to just find space and then ding the cross nicely across, of, of course, for Luis Diaz to head it nicely into the back of the net. So it's not really about the like energy, energy, the energy, and I think yeah. he keeps struggling with his quality. Of course, it's this I guess that's difficult when you just come from Palace. Ah, <laughs> like the Chelsea, complete opposite. I'm Chelsea, Leicester. Sorry, I actually didn't see this game. Like, I, this oh. one, I didn't see anything. Oh, okay. Um, um, Olajan, did you see? Uh, yeah, I did see it. I did see it. I think, um, Leicester, Leicester. I think we talked about Leicester last week. They are going through a poor start to the season. They're last. Um, they're last? They yeah. can't be lost. They have one point. No, they have one point. Bournemouth yeah. must be lost. Bournemouth has three points. Bournemouth has three points. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, no, I, I mean, Leicester are going through a poor start to the season. Um, even with the 10 men down, I think uh, one, man ten, one man down, ten men on the pitch. I think uh, Leicester were really shy in possession. I think the only person that was really getting on this was Tillemans. He had a good game, but he's he's a good player. Uh, but you know they 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 didn't manage to impose themselves. You, you wouldn't have been able to tell that Chelsea were Chelsea let them have the ball a little bit because you know they were they were a man down in midfield, but like in, in terms of like controlling the game, it, it was really. Leicester couldn't do it, but like Chelsea themselves and talking about Gallagher, I mean Gallagher isn't isn't a good player. He was in in Crystal Palace last season, and he was running lots, and that was like his bag. 
and they've he's gone and they don't they don't look like they've missed him they've managed to get in the Ducure guy from from France and yeah. he's and the first couple of games he he was pulling up a lot with cramp and stuff so I guess that's just acclimatizing to the to the league and to the rigors of it but it doesn't look like they've missed a step with him and that's how you tell that he, you know Gallagher was 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 a cog he's not he what he brings wow. to the pitch I don't know maybe this sounds harsh but like what he brings is not anything uh, ingenious he just runs around a lot essentially he trick you he trick you but he just runs around doing nothing <laughs> but that's basically it so it was like you know they went down and it was just body less but it wasn't like he was probing with his passing or anything so they just you know sat back picked their chances got the ball out wide uh the first goal was a sterling um it was magical from sterling he got it bent to the keeper the second one they just played it around good football got it out to reach james he, he pulled it across so you know it, it's it would have been even more routine for chelsea if like they had uh, 11 man 11 men on the pitch uh, they, they, Gallagher just made it a little bit more difficult because they had to sit back a little bit because they had to respect uh, Leicester's superiority in, in numbers. But apart from that, it wasn't. They, they were never under any threat of losing. Uh, Harvey Barnes got to go back, but they, Leicester didn't really do anything. They got a couple chances with, with Vardy and stuff, but it was it was never in doubt. I think for Chelsea, Liverpool nine 0 Anyway, did you see the Liverpool game nine 0 uh, no, just the highlights. I mean, I was I was hoping Salah would contribute something to boost my FPL, but <laughs> he's he's crazy. How can somebody win nine nil and he doesn't he doesn't he didn't yeah. get an assist, bro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you see the ratings, he was their worst player on the pitch. If you see the ratings, he was their worst player on the pitch. Okay, okay. Let's 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 move to something that we just okay. We've we've seen some transfer news coming through we've heard that um isaac has gone to newcastle for 63 million pounds um we also know that um fofana has gone to chelsea for 75 million pounds they were announced they were announcing maybe by tomorrow thereabouts everything is everything has been finalized that so well isaac we are just waiting for they said they're just waiting for some work permit issues which he will sort out i'm sure quickly mm. he's in europe and so and he has played for the national team so many times already so i'm sure they'll sort it out yeah um yeah uh madrid losing casimir no, should we talk about, about the, the transfers itself pardon yeah 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 I'm, yeah I'm just read i'm just saying the few transfers that are oh, okay, okay. major transfers and then Okay, so let's let's start with um, let's start with Fofana going to Chelsea. Why do they want Why do they want Fofana so much? Is he such an upgrade over Chaloba? Because Chaloba seems to be going out. Uh, um, okay. Okay. Ewa, Ewa, take this. Ewa, take. This. Uh, okay. Firstly, Chaloba is not going anywhere, so I don't think it's about Chaloba. Uh, no. Secondly. Um, the idea of playing Thiago, Koulibaly, and for example, Aspilicueta is a bit risky considering their ages. So it, yeah. it makes sense to bring someone younger, faster, more energetic. The idea of bringing Fofana is, is brilliant, right? It's a good idea because he's, he's a good player. He's a young, upcoming, quality defender. The only problem is that he's not worth 75 million pounds because he has never played for France. He has played one solid season for 
Leicester in the EPL, and then he missed the whole of last season with, you know, I think ankle injury. So you don't know how good he is if he's back to that level. And even at that level, it wasn't worth seventy-five million pounds. So you basically gam- gambling on the unknown. Uh, if you're paying seventy-five million pounds for Fana, I mean, you could go somewhere else to get, you know, someone of the same age, the same profile, and you still be fine. But I guess that's who uh, the, the, the Chelsea, you know, technical committee want, and you know, they. You can't you can't say they've not spent. I mean, they spent a lot of money this this summer. So we just have to see how it goes. But to me personally, it's not worth seventy five million pounds. This is a worse deal than United paying eighty million for Maguire. It's that bad. Is it worse than paying eight hundred million for Anthony? Well, million euros. Well, <laughs> well, firstly, Anthony is an offensive player, right? Sure. Anthony is on the up, right? Okay. He's a Brazilian international. He's, he starts for Brazil right now. Oh, rather, he plays for Brazil, not starts. Mm. So you can see the upside of that deal. And the Anthony deal, like I, I keep telling people, the problem was United paid 58 million for Lissandro Martinez, right? So if you yeah. go to Ajax and you're saying you're buying a defender for 58 million pounds you can't come back two months later and say you want to pay say 60 million for anthony who is an offensive player right offensive players yeah. are naturally more expensive than defensive players Absolutely. so the first problem is that we signed lisandro for 58 million that's that's the mistake lisandro should have been signed for say 40 million yeah. so we, we paid say 15 million extra to sign lisandro and then we we went back two weeks to the end of the window where Ajax don't have a choice now than to pay Chelsea 40 million for Akim Ziyech. Mm. So you see where the, the whole complication is coming from. It would have been different if we went in June or we went in July. We wouldn't have paid 84 million pounds. We would probably have paid say 70. So we wasted time. Uh, we, 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 we didn't go at the right time. We didn't sign the right person first. Yeah. We should have just signed them together or something. Or signed Anthony first and then the Sandro. So it's it I mean it just shows how United don't enter the you know the market with a with a proper strategy. They just yeah. they just shoot at sight. We want this, shoot, we want that, shoot. That's how we do. We spent three months chasing Frankie de Young, who mm-hmm. just recently agreed to take a five percent pay cut there at Barcelona. So you know, I, that's where the problem is. So he's also not worth it for million pounds, no doubt about it. But I get where the problem is or where the problem came from. Yeah. Can I can I give you uh, some of Anthony's stats last couple of years? Oh, uh, sure. Last season, 23, 23 games, 21 starts, eight goals for assists. Season before, 32, 32 starts, 24 appearances, 24, 24 starts, 32 appearances, nine goals, eight assists. So, you know, it's okay, but. 100 million euros is a lot. Before I'm getting to all this, is money is fake now in football. Like when I look at, like I saw the Anthony Gordon for a million. Like yeah, money is fake. Like everybody, everybody's a billionaire. Everybody has some, you know, some somebody huge back following them. So the money is fake. I issue now is, are the players good? 
And yeah, I think please. I think the word I think the word the, the phrase we're to use is everyone has a maga right now. <laughs> yeah, there's some mugu behind them. That's yeah, money, which is fine. It's okay. That's it's, you can spend two hundred million on whoever you want. Like like Nottingham Forest has spent like hundred and fifty million. I it's fine. I don't know where the money is coming from, but it's fine. My whole thing is is the guy at least good. And I like Fofana. I don't think he's I don't think he's worth the money, but. At this point, who is really? I don't think he's good enough. My only problem is, I would have liked at least someone who, whose you know recent injury history wasn't sort of a question mark. The past year, I had a left hand. I mean, I know it was like a freak injury in that preseason game, whatever. I just prefer someone cleaner because, like you mentioned earlier, that defensive line is poor. And if they have to start putting Aspilicueta into more and more games, I don't like the idea of that. Like Aspilicueta opt. Two three two three years ago I was already getting burnt out in these situations. I don't like I don't like where they're going to have to go with this. You know you know the funny thing you know another funny thing about that though the the well, plan B for losing for Fana is actually a better defender than Wesley for Fana. The plan B was to sign Edmond uh, Tapsoba from Leverkusen, the Nafaso defender. Tapsoba is a better defender than Fofana, and would of course say at most. 40 million pounds. That was their backup plan. If they didn't get for Fanda. I mean, that just shows, I, I don't know, the world's gone crazy. Sorry, just to push back on that. You, you record, you think for Fanda for what, whatever he's going for is, is a worse deal than Maguire for uh, 18, 19 million? That yeah. 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 At the time, I would, at, at the time of the transfer, I would agree on that. At the time of the transfer. I mean, Fofana is 21, he's, he's tipped to become a France, uh, France international. I, sure. I, yeah, I, I feel like so, they're playing for potential. Uh, huh? You pissed on five million for someone that's never played for France. Seriously. Okay. Seriously. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but like France is probably has the most stacked squad in, in the world. In so, they made like four play for Spain. I, I mean, they do have some. They, they have had some, uh, a lot of space that are not space, a lot of players at that position. Uh, I'll just put it that like Maguire at that time, like he was an international. He played like a couple of, I wouldn't say they were great, but they were like pretty good seasons for Leicester. Like he he that master track record at least where it was like even though he had shown a lot of the issues, he's now shown to be really bad at. He'd already shown them at, at Leicester. At least there was sort of it was more of a track record than I guess what we had before Fofana, especially without injuries. They were like we Maguire's never injured. He's always he's always available. That I don't really like in the final thing, even though it wasn't even one injury. Yeah. The, the thing is, first things first, if Maguire was not English, he would have cost say 65 million. Sure. That's the first thing. And then he was already an international. He was already like one of the best defenders in the league. I think he was in the team of the year that year. So, I mean, I can get that. He was coming from a good team. Fofana is coming from an injury plague season. You don't know how fit he is. He has not played say three months since he recovered. So what's the what's the seven five million for? Has he played ten games straight? That's no. Uh-huh. So oh. I, 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 this is to me this is this is um, Todd Body really behaving like an American. You know the way they go sign quarterbacks and they just sign more potential than actual performance. So it's like I like I think we have we've alluded to this in the last couple of episodes that he's still 
he needs to get his American heart off a little bit more and you know focus on the way the Europeans try to do business and for for Fanape you know costing you know an arm and a leg as we've rightly said I don't think it's I don't think it's smart business maybe it will be eventually but right now I don't think it's smart business it's not it's not that good he's not that good Saliba of, of Arsenal is, 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 is in a league on his own better than him and they're about the same age and he doesn't even have the same injury record so it's terrible man I'm, it's terrible I mean how much how much <laughs> you know, how much do you have cost Chelsea to bring back uh, Tom Murray? even if they say okay we made a mistake we sold Tom Murray to the land we want our boy back Wait, why, why don't they have my back close? I think I they do I don't think close I don't think clubs like uh, uh, open about Milan. that. I don't think clubs like that, like those buyback clauses. I mean, Real Madrid do it all the time, and nobody, nobody stops that. Real Madrid operates on a different. The way they sign is scary. Man. I think they operate differently. They are hardly bonds in deals. So. Even if they are brought out tomorrow, I'm sure he would have cost 56. I mean, he's just coming off winning the thingy. Fine, 50, 60 that's million. That's the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it would have cost, it would have yeah. cost him five million. It would have cost maybe 60 million. And AC Milan would easily take the 60 million and go buy one young defender. They'll be fine. Uh, I mean, it makes more sense. Go, go get Tomori. I mean, even <laughs> even even Gay, tell him to come back. <laughs> Abi? Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> the I, I don't, I don't get it. And I was, I was having a on tw- on Twitter. It was maybe two weeks ago. I was like, I was talking about Chelsea, and I'm like, look, th- we're seeing these guys, and this was, I think, this was before the 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 last couple of games that they've played. And I was like, getting Cucurella seventy something, sixty something million is a good player. It's not, it's not magnificent. They got, uh, I get why they need to bring in bodies because Alonso has left, uh, Rudiger has left, Christensen has left. But like Alonso money, hasn't left yet. Oh, he's, he's about to go. Uh, I mean, Emerson that had left. It was Emerson Palmieri that left from West Ham. Yeah, mm. yeah Alonso, but Alonso hasn't been sorted. Yeah, hasn't been sorted. He's there, but but he hasn't been sorted. My point is, he's still very much alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living anyway, so yeah. So like those 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 are they had to get bodies in, but like the money that they're spending for these players that are just. They're good, but they're not great. I mean, okay, Kulibali is a great center back, but like aside from him, uh he's he's uh, uh, aside from him, like people like uh, um what's his name, Kugrela and, and this Fofana deal. I, I just don't get it. And then they are spending like it on, on September on, on defenders. What? You don't like Silva? No, but yeah, Silva is Silva is a good player, but like Silva is is also 36 37. Yeah, I don't know. They need they need yeah, Silva was, this, a free, was, was a free deal anyway, so... I don't yeah, exactly. Think any, I don't and in all this, like, it's still, when you watch a Chelsea game, it's like, okay, they're they a good team from the back. They they have good defensive players. Rich James is amazing. Uh, Silva is amazing. But, like, they, creatively, they are poor. So, like, they've spent all this money and it's like, they're still, they're still lacking that uh, creative spark and the attacking spark. Sterling is a good player, but Harvitz is is really poor. Mouse is okay, but I think he's playing. He's playing a little bit too high. He should be dropping to uh, to an eight or something. And they're playing him as a, I don't know, second striker or winger or whatever they're playing him as. Just like, you know, you're spending this this funds and you still don't. You're still not addressing the right issues in the squad. And I think that's going to come back to haunt them during the season. Yeah, the little, the little striker, yeah. 
I don't even think it's about, you know, we, we all keep saying they need a striker, they need a striker. They had a striker in Lukaku. But how many, yes, you can say Lukaku was poor, this, that, this, that. But how many chances were created for Lukaku to actually score? Or how did oh, they give Lukaku a fighting chance to be successful? Their automatisms does not even create enough chances for people to score goals. So I think they need a total, like, a, not just a striker. Yes, they need a striker. I think Lukaku uh, was the wrong, wrong type of striker. That's what I, understand. I understand. I understand. Obama, but they are not creating, they, they are not creating enough chances. Kai Havertz should go back wait, to the wait, 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 wait. I've seen Chelsea, like, I've, I saw Chelsea against Spurs. I saw Chelsea against... Okay, Leeds, they were absolutely rubbish. Against Spurs, the problem was not creating chances. The problem was they were being wasteful and the ref stopped them. Because Avert missed a solid chance that day. So, it's not about creating chances. There are games where Chelsea, Chelsea create lots of chances and there's no one to finish those chances. The problem is, they, they don't have a, they don't need to play someone like Lukaku. They need to play the kind of nine that can that runs around, that can go to the left, that can go to the right side. Someone like Aubameyang, very mobile. Lugana. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, Final Aubameyang one. Is, Aubameyang is the type of striker they need. The problem is, you know, he's a bit old and he wants a two-year deal. I don't know why you don't want to give him a two-year deal. A two-year deal is more like one plus one anyway. After one year, you can sell him. So I don't I don't see what I the problem is. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to come for, say, 10, 15 million anyway. I mean, if you are willing to pay some 5 million for Fana, why can't you pay 10 million? And 64, and 64 for, for Gordon. Corella. So all, all of a sudden... They also want to pay for Gordon. Yeah, so all of a sudden, you you, 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 can, you are saying this particular pair is expensive. Really? Real, Just realizing real that. Yeah. Ruku, can I okay. give, this, give this, let's give the stats. Shots on target per match for Chelsea. Um, 13th in the league, 3.8 behind Crystal Palace, Brighton, Leeds. Just ahead of Southampton. Wow. All right. Okay. That's where they are. Okay. So, okay. So let's move to some La Liga games. Um, we just I just saw that Barcelona won four nil. Um, Ameria beat Sevilla two one. Getafe played zero zero with Villarreal. It was funny because our boy, he looks like he looks like you know he struggles for us. He doesn't play well enough for us. We don't like him um, in Almeria. Um, Sadiq. But he he looks like the Europeans like him, and he has scored goals for for Almeria in Division Two. I think he has scored about forty goals in his last two seasons, and then mm-hmm. he's up and running in in La Liga. He already has two in the first three games, and they beat Sevilla. Sevilla looked flat. They just look like they need they need help. They've gotten so much money. Yeah, they need. I think they just need to go and buy some quality attackers. Defensively, and maybe one defender and stuff like that. They just look that flat. Um, moving to Serie, it was funny. Juve played one-one with Roma. Um, Mourinho just, if I came out after the game to really <laughs> to to give it to Tammy Abraham. Yes, he scored the equalizer, but it was like he was rubbish in that game. It was really funny. The game was really exciting. It was, I, I it was one of the better Italian games I've seen in a while. The same way Lazio Inter was three one, very quick, very up tempo game. It was it was it was a crazy it was a crazy weekend in Syria. 
I think Napoli are playing either tonight or tomorrow morning. I'm not too sure of that yet. I'll come yeah, confirm it as right we go. Now, okay, they are playing right now. Okay. Yeah, um, PS- um, before we move to before we move to um to talk about what happened in European draws and stuff, um, kudos to Jan Sommer for making 19 saves against Bayern. People who know Bayern know that every season Gladbach makes it a game for them. Mm. So it's really, really, um, it's really amazing. Nineteen saves—that's a lot of saves. I've never seen nineteen saves before. That's the that's a, is 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 it a German <laughs> record? A Bundesliga, yeah, it's a Bundesliga record. It's a Bundesliga record. Um, um, Couture had an absolute monster game in the Champions League final, and it was nine saves. So nineteen saves is nine nine times two. So so that's it. So um, let's move to. Um, um, let me start with you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Let me start with you. Um, Ay, European Europa League draws. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you know how I feel about Europa League, but um, especially group stage. Um, I think um, Group A is um, uh, is one to look out for. Arsenal, PSV, Bodo Glimt, and uh, Zurich. Obviously, Arsenal. Will in that group at the counter and uh, you expect huh? PSV to be second. Bodo King, well, Bodo King had a very good distance last season in the Conference League. Uh, and they, they, they they harassed, they harangued the eventual winners, beat Mario yeah. like twice, including yeah. beating 1-6-1 one, one or something yeah. like that. So, uh, well, they're not going to give us any props. Uh, another group, I would say Roma's group, Group C, that's Roma, Lugret, Betis, and HJK. I expect Roma and Betis to to to, to do well there. Uh, group F has, uh, okay, Group E has United, Sociedad, Sheriff, and Omona. I think Omona has, um, uh, what's this guy's name? The, the, the Northern Ireland, uh, Neil Lennon, that's their coach. Mm. So, yeah, I expect United and Sociedad to, to win this one. Group F, Lazio, Feyenoord, uh, Mithrian, and uh, Storm. I think Lazio and Feyenoord got this. Uh, that's all. The other groups are just, you know, the usual teams you barely know. So, that's the Europa League for you. It's going to become more fun when the teams drop from the Champions League. That's when the real, real action starts in the Europa League. For now, it's just, you know, just there. I mean, nothing to look out for, really. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Before I go to you, Lisa, for the Champions League, um, um, for the Champions League draws, Benzema wins UEFA Men's Player of the Year. Congratulations to him. Um, yeah. Coach of the Year, obviously, he had to be Ancelotti. He, he won a couple mm. of trophies: the Champions League and the La Liga title. So congratulations to him as well. Um, I, I just saw that Madrid had won Men's Player of the Year. This is their fifth time. They are winning it. Ronaldo won three and two others mm. were won by others. So, Madrid, you know. Anyway, they had to be the ones to win it. And of course, yeah, ben, there was no... So, do you guys think that Benzema is a lock for World Best this year? Is that competition? <laughs> uh, the, the only... If, if I had to like rank players, the only player who I would even you know, entertain a discussion for Zimbabwe. And I don't think it's a discussion worth having. Mm. Okay. 
Oh, no, like, yeah, same. Like, I don't think there's, there's anything like anybody can argue against us. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, there was talk about, I don't know if it was this season, I might be guessing it mixed up in my head, but I think there was talk about like money because he won AFCON, AFCON, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, Benzema won, I, um, he, he, yeah. he, uh, he, he was top, I think he was top goal scorer in Champions League, I think he was top goal scorer in La Liga. And yeah, they won yeah. both titles, so it's like, and obviously he's he's done well with France with with his reintroduction to the squad. He's just had an all round amazing year, so I don't think there's any uh, there's any question that it should be him. Can drop an IG real because I, I need that. I need that loaded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Olisa, um, Champions yeah. League draws. So, I mean, you know. Standard draws, but there's a couple couple groups here actually. Like one, I don't think you guys might like that. I do find interesting is Group B, the group where Porto, Atletico, Leverkusen, Club Rouge. I feel like it's not like even standing because Club Rouge, you know. But I did. I watched them um, the Atletico Porto games last season. They were really really entertaining games. Are kind of like were really, you know, it's two teams that bring a lot of aggression or aggression into it. A lot of uh, lot of I would say unsavory football is the way I would put it. So I'm I'm looking forward to looking forward to how those two match up. Plus Leverkusen, just you know, a football nerds kind of team. So I think that might be interesting. Whoopsie, obviously, Bayern Barca enter, you know where it is. Like Lukaku in the Champions League. I'm looking forward to how that goes again. So we'll see with that. Uh Group E doesn't it's Milan and Chelsea, but I don't really like I don't really like it too much. Group F is a walk. Pretty standard. Group H could be interesting actually with Benfica, UV, PSG. Besides that, I think the rest of them are just it's one team that could work it. Actually, I forgot to mention actually, Group D, Marseille, Tottenham, Frankfurt. And Marseille made a huge deal of um, getting Alexis Sanchez. I didn't, you know, Trust I didn't him. see much of the point of it. Sorry? Yeah. I didn't see much of the point of it. But his last couple games, he's he scored, mm-hmm. he's had some nice play. Is he scored know. two today, right? I think he's got two today. He's got two today yeah. as well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, he... He he has tormented Spurs in the past. You can say that. <laughs> we can hear the we can hear the, the Arsenal bias in it. <laughs> the, wait, hold on. Why do, why is uh, Madrid always playing Shakhtar? <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, I have played them like three times. I feel I feel like they're playing Madrid or City every year. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. I I don't I don't get it. I feel okay. So people say like it's rigged and it's it's a conspiracy. But like I I, I hear when people say it's rigged because like this is at Bayern Barcelona as well. That's that's also something like uh, you know it's it's, it's, it's it feels it, it feels like an uh, event. yeah yeah <laughs> it feels coordinated. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, okay. Uh, yeah, Ay, your thoughts on any of the groups that fascinate you? Well, I mean, the, like, like um, the guys rightly said, I think the Barcelona group seems like um, everyone would like to see how um, um, Lewandowski will perform against uh, Bayern Munich. But lately, Barcelona has been wiping the floor with them. <laughs> Sorry, Bayern Munich has been wiping the floor with Barcelona. Oh, okay. It's by every time to revenge. That's that's an interesting group because they also have Inter, and uh, Inter have not really done well in the Champions League in the past couple of years. So this this is going to be a huge challenge for them. Uh, another group I think I like. I think I like the 
the Liverpool group. Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, Rangers. Yeah. I think Liverpool will probably do well, but you don't know who's going to be second, really, in that group. Uh, Real Madrid is walking the park, really. All the teams there are just crap. City, uh, Sevilla, Dortmund, PSG, Juventus, Benfica, Maccabi, PSG should win. I'm not, I don't trust Juventus, so I won't be surprised if Benfica gets second. <laughs> Uh, the sports group is also very easy for hold sports. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. I'm actually be a good bet. You mean Benfica Juventus? Like Benfica to finish second in that group. That's actually yep. like to qualify. Yeah, it's very possible. Let me, let me check the odds for that. That's actually... Who is, yeah. who is, who is in Benfica? Like, um, who are, who I have no idea. I just don't trust Juventus. <laughs> I don't trust Juventus. That's just it. I mean, we, we know Benfica can just give them problems. I just get... They won. They won goal victory at home, and then give their problems. I like, get yeah, a draw in in, in Turin. I know Juventus will probably not. Will probably struggle against PSG man away. They will probably struggle against Maccabi Haifa away. Oh, come on. <laughs> Why are you surprised? I saw. I, I saw Danilo playing center half yesterday <laughs> so, against Roma. Danilo. So. Danilo, please, boys. Danilo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't bang on you, man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, let's let's um I think we've covered all the bases for football. So let's let's wrap up with um F1. Anyway, what's what happened in the Belgian Grand Prix today? Uh well, I mean, if if they if 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 you add about, you know, Max Verstappen and you're told, Okay, look, who is this guy? How good is he? Can, could you tell us about him? Show us some clips. I think today's race would be the clip to show anyone who wants to know about Max. He went from 14th to having a 17th second lead. It was that good. It was an outstanding race for Max. And I think it's over. I mean, I love Leclerc, but I mean, it's over. (laughs) It's over. No one is stopping him this year. No one. It's over. So, I mean... Anyway, lots of players. I hear he's ninety-three of... points ahead in the in the standings. Yeah, ahead of, of, his, ahead of his teammates. Of his teammates, whom we know would always have to allow him to pass. So I don't think it matters. And he's ninety-eight ahead of Leclerc. So I don't. He, he can sit out four races and still be ahead of Leclerc. Is the, the gap is that much? So uh, it's not going to happen, like I said. So. Uh, the day started with uh, lots of players, a lot of drivers starting at the back of the grid because of uh, engine. They, they changed their engines and and, and all that. And uh, Alonso collided with uh, Hamilton very early in the race. I think on lap four, I think. Yeah, and lap one yeah. actually. So uh, yeah, four seconds into the race, uh, fourteen seconds into the race or something. I can't. Um, uh, I, I'm missing the stats. Was like the first or second corner, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's now I'm out of the race. Mercedes didn't do well this week. Uh, so I mean, it's safe to say Mercedes too are out of the race. And oh. uh, yeah, so as I said, I mean, it was, it was just Max. At the end of the day, it took uh, Max first, his teammate Perez second, uh, Science third, uh, Russell, Mercedes. I think Russell has done well this year. Fourth. <laughs> Fourth, then Alonso also did very well today. Fifth, Leclerc, sixth, uh, Ocon, 
seventh, Vettel, Gasly, and Albion. Uh, so the driver standing, it's been stopping at the top. It's Timmy Perez, second, Leclerc, third, Sainz, fourth. And then you have the Mercedes team behind them, Russell and Hamilton. So that's it. Oh, Lisa. So I do have a couple things that, a uh, couple things to add on that. The Hamilton, the, the Hamilton um, crash for Alonso on lap one, I do kind of think it's his fault. Because he does come in a little too close. Like he's coming from the outside, so he tries to take the racing line, which you would want to do that, but I don't think that's a situation in which he should do, he should take it. So it like damages the bottom of his car, he beaches it in the in the gravel trap, ends his race. So I thought people were kind of upset about it, but I do think it's kind of his fault. It is what it is. Um Red Bull just strolled. Like it was the dominance was so bad. I think it was lap eight. And Red I think Max was like third. I'm thinking, how does this happen? Like, didn't he start like 16? He was already third. He'd already like cleared the field. And there were some passes where it's like nobody's even trying. They're just like, you know what? Just let him pass. We don't have the energy. We don't have the time for that today. We don't have, you know, we don't have, we don't have the tires, tires for that. Let's not, let's not fight back. We're not going to win. So there was that. Um, Spa also got confirmed for next year on a one-year deal. So no longer deal like some of the other circuits have been signing, like some deals, some circuits signed five-year, ten-year deals. It's was a one-year deal. So Spa's coming back next year. But we don't know what goes on from there. We'll see with that. Um, oh yeah. Um, Ay, you saw the thing that happened with Leclerc. Yeah, he. I think he tried. He, he, uh, the pit, the pit stuff, right? Yeah, uh, the team had uh, to pit for the fastest for the fastest lap to get a point. Yeah. yeah. But then he comes out of the he comes out of the pits just ahead of Alonso, loses his place to Alonso. Yeah, and he get, he eventually gets it back. The problem is he gets a penalty for speeding uh, in the pit lane as he's yeah. coming out. So now yeah. he loses the place and the points yeah. anyway. Yeah, I, that's what he should have finished it. He got a five-second penalty. Yeah. I mean, but today was his fault, not, not, not the team, actually. Today was why? his fault. Well, I mean, he's just... Speeding in the pit lane? He's just... He's nervous. He's under too much pressure. But this, this, everybody feels this, this, this should have been Ferrari's year, right? But why, why pit him anyway? Well, like you said, they wanted the extra point, right? Do you need <laughs> it? Well, in, uh, the, in, the, it? in the larger scheme of things, I don't see what that point would have done. But... I, I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's decisions like this that Ferrari, oh, Ferrari make that it's oh, like... Yeah, senseless. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Why are they making decisions like this? No, no other team would... Do, maybe like Aston Martin might do this, but no other team would try stuff like this. And they just do it for no reason. They think it's fun. They like to get thrown out of it. Um, also, Danny Rick got dropped. Got dropped by uh, yeah, I, I do, yeah. So that opens up. We don't know yet. We don't know who it is, but it opens up avenues for Oscar Piatri, who came out and denied. Came out, came out and denied that you know he had a seat with Alpine. So we'll see where that goes from there. Alpine, I also yeah. saying um, Alpine who lost Alonso. They're losing Alonso, and they. They've made it known that they have several offers from several drivers. So we'll see how the um, silly season, as they call it, shakes up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the 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 case the case is going to end up in court from what we're hearing. So uh, oh, the, wow. the FIA body, and I think it might actually go as far as cars. But let's see how it goes. I did I did see the thing that um, 
apparently they found out about that through like his tweet that like, he'd actually said he'd actually came and thanked them for the position and then went went and tweeted that which i i can't believe that shit. i find out that yeah he, he broke up so you, you guys uh we're talking about thingy um i thought oh he wants to he wants to switch now pivot to um to kd yeah i guess yeah sure all right what's what's happening in the nba anyway yeah so uh i mean the old you know trade deals have been held up because we've been waiting for uh, a deal to get traded because that trade would you know affect lots of teams and it would make it easier to know who you're trading for know who's left in the market so literally we're waiting for kd and um spider-man from the from the jazz to get traded that's uh yeah but you know kd came out said he wanted to be traded said it's uh it's either they trade him or they sack the the coach the head coach and the gm and, the GM. and then the, the and, owner and, said, and, and, I, and i also think i'm sean marks right yeah yeah, yeah. And sean marks the gm yeah and, he, and was, the, but, but, yeah but kd was kd was kd was absolutely pathetic i think i blame him totally he didn't he didn't check the landscape he didn't check how what he's you know he didn't get a feel of his worth in the league he didn't get a feel of so many things i i i, I think it was an emotional decision and kd time and time again continues to make emotional decisions and i and i laugh about it that brother you are this level why do you keep making emotional decisions almost every time you know and this is an emotional he left he left the warriors it was an emotional decision because he had some issues with Raymond Green and stuff like that now he's you know it was just I'm, I'm done with KD being I'm just done just be a great player don't don't be involved in anything that involves some form of responsibility just be a great player uh, well i mean i'm done with it <laughs> it's time for him to look at the mirror because Whatever situation he is in right now, it is practically his fault. He went, yeah, he went to the Nets with, uh, with uh, what's the name of the other joke? Uh, Ivan, yeah, Kyrie Ivan. And they dictated to yo, the GM, this is who we want as the coach. This is the player we wanted to trade for. This is, and, and you know, the funny thing is that the roster right now is better than it was last year so if he was even going to demand a trade i think it would have made more sense last year now they've got uh royce o'neill who is not who is a, a very good defender though not a center I think the right. problem they have is they don't have a good center right but royce o'neill is a very good defender royce o'neill was the best perimeter defender of the jazz that's so, awesome yeah so that's an improvement they've got um uh, what's not this joke simmons He's a very good defender, though we don't know how he's gonna how he's gonna be considering he's missed the whole year and he's, he's recovering from back injury, back by back surgery. But he's still a good defender. So next season they actually have a more balanced roster than they had last season. So what's his problem really? Why does it? I, I think the only problem they have right now is what's gonna happen with Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving will miss the games in Toronto. Which is, I mean, that's just maybe four games or something. And you'll probably miss the game in, games in another city. There's another city with COVID. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But it's not going to miss so many games like he missed last year, right? Because the whole COVID thing is, has been cleared up now. You don't need to be vaccinated. 
Yeah. So, it's, I mean, they actually, they are in a better position right now than they were last year. So, this is never the time to demand a trade. And then you demand a trade, you want to go to the Heat, you want to go to the Suns, and the Suns, <laughs> oh, you want to come here and they just give uh, Aiton a new, a new contract to show you, we don't want you, guy. <laughs> because you don't want this 34-year-old to come over with his ego and mess up team chemistry, right? So, he needs to look at himself in the mirror. He needs to know that his, 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 his powers are, are declining. I mean, it's not who he was three years ago, but now he's always injured. He's got more ankle trouble. He's a bit slower. He's still an excellent shooter, but the, the, the series against the Celtics shows, showed to all of us that KD is no more the Superman, right? He's now a good player that needs good players around him. And anytime I look at that team, I see, um, okay, you say KD is probably one of the best, you know, shooters out there, right? And you say Kyrie is also an excellent shooter. He's also a very good shooter, right? You say uh, Seth Curry, very good shooter. Joe Harris, very good shooter. I mean, you've got shooters around, all around this team, right? And you have Simmons that is a good playmaker. All you have to do is just put the ball in the right hands for them to shoot. So this team is actually not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as it looks. I, I will take my chances with this team this year. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna win. I, I won't. I won't. I won't because they have a. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it as we wrap this thing up. They have a useless coach. I'm sorry. He's not fit. <laughs> Yeah. Steve Nash I is what, not I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, if you've not seen it, see what see what your your team Celtic did. You wait, know, wait. Maybe, maybe because he's not. He's not. Maybe because maybe because Steve Nash is my best player of all time. He's the best player I have watched. The player I love so much. Maybe that's why I don't see any fault of it. But if you look at the circumstances, I don't think Steve Nash could have done any better. Really. He had a part-time career. He had uh, James Harden that just wanted to leave. He was sulking all through the season. He had KD that was injured for two months. It was a very, it was a very terrible situation last year, really. And the year before, they were just a shot away, not even a shot, less than two inches away from winning the Eastern Conference. Right? Remember that? Remember that KD shot? The shot they took that we thought was a three and eventually was a two. If that yeah. shot was a three, they, they were going to win the East. So, is he as bad as you make it? If we should. <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. Because 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 in every game, there are things like this that happen. Oh, man, oh, this, this shot hits bow or something or something. Always things happen. But the great ones always make it more you know how would i put it always make the opportunity more than you know the average ones and i'm sorry he's not a great coach he's an average coach your coach is way better than him um he's him as a coach your coach um udoka uh, udoka is way better than him i'm sorry way better way better udoka (laughs) okay udoka is an excellent defensive coach i give him that but his offensive schemes the way he sets up his he sets, sets up his offense, the way they rotate shots, the way he lets the ball end up with uh what was it on my point guard, the defensive player of the year. He should Mark. not be ball. Yeah, he should not uh Marcus Smart. 
yeah, Marco Smart. He should not be with the ball in the last seconds of the game. So, <laughs> there are so many things wrong with Udoka's schemes too. Trust me. So many things. Of course, offensively, Nash has more firepower. While defensively, he has no one. He has no Until now, he had Nick, Nick Clarkson playing at centre. And he and then and then he and he didn't have a firepower and then he went and chose who one of the most offensive coaches in the, the league. Terrible well, decision. Uh, well, anyway, uh, anyway, we can we can argue this thing from now till the okay. you know <laughs> I will not come to a, a conclusion. Uh, but we have uh, to wrap this up. Thank you very much, guys, for another exciting episode of Between the Lines. Make sure you check us out. Um We've had a lovely time. We've been able to cover almost everything that we needed to cover in terms of, or everything that we needed to cover in terms of sports the weekend. And we have another week coming ahead with a lot of games, which will wrap up with Man U Arsenal over the weekend. So make sure to check us out. Thank you very much and good night. <laughs> <laughs>